Yeah! I like it. I'm getting a lot of support on um, Twitter, Al, for my decision to cut the line in that particular situation that we're talking about. Sometimes it's really not up to you. It's up to whatever's going on. So I'm feeling pretty good about that. And I'm feeling pretty good that people remember the weird Rubens that we were talking about a minute ago, that that was not just uh, apparently it's an L.A. thing. They weren't everywhere. So that you missed it down in San Diego. Not a huge surprise. Yeah, there wasn't uh, wasn't one out there. But that that concept that you brought up, the fact that there was uh, like a Coco's type of restaurant, or maybe it was Coco's in general. It was then a hallway, hallway. (laughs) And then you're in uh, a club Yes. Uh, immediately after you just ate that Reuben sandwich, you walked over and <laughs> a, a all of a sudden. A club with you... prime rib and like 50-year-olds. It was it was a weird, it was the 80s. It, there, was, there was a lot going on there. And, but in the hallway, I forgot to leave this part out, or I remembered to, there was a Pac-Man machine, which my brother and I would go to play. It's a good move. Pac- good Pac- move Pac-Man. Right and there was it was also right next to the cigarette machine when those were still a thing where guys would come out and put a couple of bucks in quarters in the get, and pull out their pack of uh, Salem's. That was right next to the door would open. You'd hear still them. have those. Doosh, they still doosh, have those. Doosh, yeah. Doosh, doosh. <laughs> and then, you'd, <laughs> then they'd go back in. Like, what's going on on the other side of that door? I don't know what's happening over there. Uh, yeah, that right there. And like, exactly. Wh- that was playing in the eighties. Uh, Fifty Cent came out with that. That was his his first album. Why? Why is Timmy's mom in there? And why does she have a halter top on? What's going on? I don't. I, where and where's Mister Timmy? I don't, I don't see him anywhere. I don't know what's going on over there at, at Rubens. Um, you excited? Yeah. So you get fill in, fill in a little bit for for what's going on here this afternoon. Well, basically, we're gonna go to SoFi. You yeah. and me, which and I still have not yeah. been to SoFi. Stadium. Oh no, no kidding. So oh, so I'm so excited for you to see this. It'll be the first I am time. So excited! It is so unbelievably cool. So well, we're going to go in there, and we get can, to shoot can I some say little. Real quick, yeah, I have not been to SoFi yet, but I have been to Staples Center 334 times over the last year. So I really, really <laughs> got a view of Staples. Yeah, you you know where it is. Hey, where's the bathroom? Well, what are you looking for? There's one on the the 100 level. There's another one on the 300. I'll tell you about my favorite me. restroom here at Staples Center. You walk. I'm going to walk eight nine minutes, but it's the best Worth. restroom at Staples Center. <laughs> So we're going to go to SoFi today, and we're going to get to shoot some little spots to promote the show that are going to run during Rams games up on the that giant Oculus scoreboard, yeah. 360 yep. degrees all the way around, both inside and outside. Mm-hmm. It, it When you see it today, you're going to be like, wait, our faces are going to be up on that thing? Yeah. It, I, I can't wait to go do it. Just we're going to get to do some some acting today. Don't don't screw this up. Don't screw this up. Oh, I will. Don't don't screw this up. because Are you a good actor? Pretty much, I had my my pick here. Did I want to go into acting or did I want to get on the radio? I it was hey, Al, which one do you want to do? It's it's very similar to Otani right now with the Angels, and now they gave him <laughs> the opportunity on both sides, right? They say hey, you uh, know, we're going to let you pitch and we're going to let you hit. Um, no, not that good of an actor. If that uh, if that go ahead and as I set it up that way, but it'd be fun. It, it'd be, first first time we're there and. Um, I don't know what the hell we're going to do, but we'll figure it out when we're there. I can't wait, and uh, I have some ideas. I'm going to put on my producing hat, my directing hat, and we're going to throw some things on there. It, because here's why. There is not a worse actor alive than Travis Rogers. Doesn't exist. I am wooden. I am self-conscious. I am hyper-aware that people are recording what it is that I'm doing, that other people are looking at me. Wait till you see how weird I – and I'm not doing it on okay, purpose. But this is, I just but this, get super awkward when all of a sudden we start doing this stuff. Wouldn't that be the – first of all, you're BSing. 
because no, that's I'm not. not the case. No, no. <laughs> Here's a perfect example. Just don't act. I that's can't. The there's, there's a you camera know, but, but, pointed at me. Yeah, but you're <laughs> just use this as an example right now on a mic. Uh-huh. You're just being you, right? Yeah. And you're just going to be you when they. Granted, Look. it is awkward when they say. Three, two, one, <laughs> if, go. If they just sit here, here's what I need you to do, Trav. Just start talking about taco guys and when to use the bathroom. I, I'd be fine, but they're gonna, we're gonna, when we have to get into, like, we're men, okay, you say this, then I'm going to say that. It's well, going to be, I'm going to blow it. I'm just telling luckily, you right uh, now. A commercial is like 15 seconds, you know, so it, you're not going to have to remember too much. <laughs> I will absolutely, oh, wait, stop, stop whatever we're doing. This is important. Phone call. We're going down to San Diego. We're taking <laughs> Dusty because this looks like breaking news. Dusty, you're on with Travis and Slee. What's up? What's going on, guys? How you doing? What's up, hey, Wall? It's been a long dusty, time. Dusty, what is going on? Yeah, I, I get. They tell me during the break. There's, there's a Dusty in San Diego that used to play you in ping pong. All right, let, let's hear it here. Was I exaggerating? <laughs> was I, was I hyping myself up too much there? I mean, no, I'm not gonna lie. You were pretty good. You were pretty. You were no, yes. you were no T Bone that we had over at the rec center. <laughs> there but, was a T Bone. I, mean, I like that. T Bone, bro. Travis, come on. You know Travis. Yeah, no, I know you never beat Travis one time in ping pong. I didn't. I never saw this guy lose one time. There was so let me let me update Travis Rogers on uh, and Dusty. I appreciate you calling in, man. Hope you're good and uh, hope everything's well down in SD. Um, so Trav, there was a there was a guy. Okay, <laughs> I told you there's certain people that would bring their own paddle. Okay? Uh-huh. There's another guy, Travis. I probably beat this guy once, and when I beat him, I'm like, I'm not, I'm never, I'm never playing you again. I like, choose I'm, not to run. I'm, I'm never going to play you again. <laughs> he was, he's one of those guys that it doesn't matter what it was, baseball, basketball, football, it doesn't matter. Just one of those guys that anything that that takes coordination, and athletic ability, dude was going to run the table. <laughs> I think my excuse was I'm like, well, he's five, six years older than me. Just wait till I get to his age. <laughs> I don't know if ping pong is an age advantage. Just wait till I'm 23. <laughs> Just wait. I'll hit my ping pong prime in my early 20s. That's when all the greats did it. <laughs> he wouldn't even try either. No, he just why? The, the, dude, look, there are guys like that that no matter what it is, they're good at it. Um, I'm a little nervous about SoFi. I'm not going to lie. I'm not. I'm just going to tell you. I'm going to be have my hands in my pockets a lot. I'm going to be staring awkwardly at the ground. It's okay, going to be very, how about very this? strange. By the time tomorrow, let's mm-hmm. kind of recap and assess how each one of us did. I'll recap how you did. You <laughs> recap how I did. Well, and, you'll do better than me. I can and if you, you were right awkward and the commercials are going to be awkward, then I'll tell people it was a little awkward. And it <laughs> might be a little awkward when 70,000 fans are at SoFi Stadium for the first time. So they actually let fans back in. We got to kind of – we can't screw this up, Trev. This no. Is, <laughs> I'm you gonna can't look, screw it up. I'm going to try. The last thing I want to do is look like an idiot, but I don't think I have much choice. Honestly – <laughs> Go ahead, Emily. Honestly, maybe a uh, awkward commercial is going to just go viral, and that's even better for the show. That's take not it. Good. That's whatever not good. whatever no, it no, is, no. I will certainly no. take it. Travis I'd rather have. Like, I'd rather not go viral for not being awkward than going viral for no, being fine. awkward. Look, hopefully it's you and not me, but I'll take it either way. <laughs> it doesn't really matter as long as long as we get it out there. That's fine. Here I'm going to try this again. Travis and Slee is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. All guests appear <clears> via the Goodyear hotline. Let me just put this as simply as possible out. Okay. Do the Lakers have enough talent on the team as currently constructed right now to go win another championship? Because the way that they're in the trade market, it I don't believe that they believe they have a team that's good enough to go do that. 
Are they talented enough to win the championship? Yes. But what you don't want to do, Trav, is you don't want to be in this mix, especially when you got LeBron, right? And actually, I, I think this is kind of a, this is a good example with the Dodgers as well. You don't want to be in this mix where there's four, five, six teams that can go out and win it all, right? Like, you, you want to be in a position. Brooklyn, there's a reason why they're the favorites, according to Vegas, coming mm-hmm. into the season before the draft and before NBA free agency. Let me throw out a couple other teams here. The Golden State Warriors, who are going to get Clay Thompson back, hopefully healthy, good to go, they got assets. They got they got pieces that they can – and the Golden State Warriors are not a team that's going to be kicking back and saying, well, you know, let's give this a couple years. Here. No. If the Golden State Warriors have a chance, I'm going to – this is why I always kind of pay attention to when there's a star that wants to leave or to move or whatever the case is. James Harden wasn't an issue with the Rockets. Mm-hmm. James Harden is now an issue with the Brooklyn Nets, right? Bradley Beal is not an issue with the Washington Wizards. What if Bradley Beal ends up on a team that all of a sudden now is on par with the Lakers, maybe even surpass them? So can the Lakers win a championship as is? Yes, they can. But do you feel good walking into the season with the injuries that, you know, LeBron, Anthony Davis coming off injuries? Um, you could say that there were some internal – was everybody on the same page this last year and wanting to win a championship or was it more about their most their own personal agenda, going to get contracts, whatever the case is? They can win the championship. I wouldn't be comfortable with them coming back, which is why I think you hear the Lakers' name so much already in the offseason because it seems like this is a front office that knows that. Yeah, I, you can just tell by the amount of rumors that are out there that they think they need to make the the, the, the roster better for all the reasons that you just said. The, the Warriors, I think, are the perfect example. Steph and Clay are still at the peak of their powers. You know, Steph for sure, and I'm assuming Clay will come back at 100% and be Clay. And, and I, I'm optimistic that Hopefully. that will happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but these are not guys that have 10 years left to try to figure this out and will slow play this. They're, they're maybe not as close to the end as, say, the Lakers are with LeBron James and the clock that's ticking on his game right now. But it's ticking, and they're going to go all in. All these teams are going to try to get better as well. And I just – look, I get that Phoenix doesn't feel like the team that it goes through moving forward. Just because they got to the finals, it feels more of, a, of good breaks and circumstance and taking advantage of opportunities as opposed to – Hey, they just went out there and kicked the Lakers' butt. They went out there and kicked the Clippers' butt. They, they, no, Clippers were missing a guy. Lakers were missing a guy. All the things that we know happened over the last couple of months. So they're not in the way. But that doesn't mean that those other teams, you know, Denver is going to be a lot better. You look at a team like Utah that you would expect to get a little bit better. The Lakers, as currently constructed, are in the mix, but they're not clear of the mix. And that, that, that's the point that, look, maybe that's just the reality of it now, that they're not going to be able to go out and get that third guy to be clear of the mix the way that Brooklyn might be in the Eastern Conference. But they cannot just run this back and think, okay, we'll just hope to be healthy and do this again. They're going to have to upgrade that roster, specifically in those guard spots that we've talked about over and over again. Maybe they're going to need some help. You know, there were some reports that DeMar DeRozan would be willing to take less money. Um, a lot of that could be just conversation, but – uh, listen, Trav, it's, this is what happens when the Lakers won an NBA championship. Everybody was chasing the Lakers, right? So they had to go get better in order to do it. Teams got better. They got better. So now there are teams that are – Lakers have zero margin for error. If LeBron or Anthony Davis are obviously not 100%, Lakers are nowhere to be found, which is the case this past playoffs. How much is going to be just on their two shoulders? If, if Brooklyn didn't have 
three big-time players, if the Warriors didn't have all these assets to go add to what they already have, I'd say, no, no, I, th- I think Lakers okay, a couple tweaks here or there, but I don't feel like that's the case. And one player who I know you were telling me about, you know, you were telling me a little bit earlier, we come from break, we could do this, Dennis Schroeder uh, yeah. does not sound like a player to you that you want to see come back, and for how much the Lakers have been talking about all these different tri- trade scenarios, uh, I'd be curious if the Lakers want to see uh, Dennis Schroeder back as well. So we'll talk about Dennis Schroeder. Plus, I want to talk about a guy who maybe the answer to the question, the best player in the world, and it's not Giannis. That's coming up next. It's Travis and Slee, 710 ESPN. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And... Boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. So I have a new favorite sport, Slee. You ready? Yep. I'm watching uh, mountain biking during the uh, the break there on the Olympics. That is awesome. <laughs> that is absolutely – these guys are animals. First of all, they, when they can't get past somebody, they just pick up their bike and run up the hill with it. That's pretty great. They're going super fast. They're going over rocks and through forests. This is the first thing I've seen in the Olympics so far that has me genuinely excited. That's amazing. Yeah, uh, Sweden and Turkey, two of the best countries when it comes to mountain biking. I've always been, I've always kind of kept a, a, a keen eye on what Sweden's been doing. The 2012 Olympics, I really, really thought they had a chance for gold. Didn't get it. They ended up in bronze. And let's see what they could do this year. You're not, you're not worried about the French or the uh, the Swiss. They, they had a lot of mountains in Switzerland. You know, they ride bikes in Switzerland. They'd probably be pretty good at this. Swiss is head coach. <laughs> that's all i got no these guys are animals more of this let less of the um fencing more of the uh mountain biking that's uh yeah, that's great no, is, that's no joking around no it's not it's amazing it's i'm not even being funny they, literally everything i've watched in the olympics so far even the swimming so far has been relatively unexciting that mountain biking was fantastic. I could watch that all day long. All right. ESPN Radio is presented by Progressive Insurance. At Progressive, they're making things even easier. They'll help you bundle your home and car insurance together so you can save on both. Learn more at Progressive.com or 1-800-PROGRESSIVE. I want to listen. I want you to listen to this. Um, this is Woj talking about Dennis Schroeder and the fact that the Lakers are trying to package a bunch of people together to get him uh, out of here or bring somebody else in. Here's Woj uh, talking about Dennis Schroeder. People have to look back at this postseason with Dennis Schroeder. And remember, he had COVID late in the year and was out for 10 days and not in the gym and sick and then showed up and played in the playoffs. The performance wasn't there, but we saw plenty of other players in the league who went through that at different points in the year. They traded for him from Oklahoma City a year ago with the idea that they would re-sign him. And as you said, they cannot replace him if he leaves. They have literally offered... Kyle Kuzma and KCP to almost almost every team I've talked to in the league has been offered some combination of Kuz and KCP, sometimes both of them, one of them. And that's not going to get them back a point guard of Dennis's uh, stature. OK, the the last part, let's go with the last part first, a point mm-hmm. guard of Dennis Schroeder's stature. I get it. he's had a nice NBA career. He's a good player. I, I'm not here to say that he's, you know, bum. He's, he's a nice player. All of that being said, 
there's nothing I saw from Dennis Schroeder last year, either on the court, off the court, or talking about the Lakers, that leads me to believe, you know what, I want to see him in a Laker uniform more. I hope he gets his money. I hope he goes somewhere else. But it, the only way I want to see him be a Laker, Slee, is if it's a sign a big deal with the Lakers so we can trade you somewhere else and open up more room. That's the only scenario. So it's interesting to hear Woj say that because he's – kind of making some excuses for Schroeder, which I think you could do. I think you could say he was coming off COVID-19 protocols, playoffs started, and he I, – I think I think Dennis Schroeder's on-court performance has less to do with Laker fans feeling maybe a certain way about Dennis Schroeder. Listen, mm-hmm. if you get results, I get it, and that's all that should matter. But here's the reality. He didn't really feel like – I don't know. I, I never felt like Dennis Schroeder was – fully bought into the Los Angeles Lakers. I, I never felt like Dennis Schroeder was, hey, I'll do anything. I, I just want to win a chance. I just want to be on this team. Um, and I don't – I, I want to make sure I say this the right way. I understand these guys got to take care of themselves. This is a business. Go get as much money as you possibly can. He's at a certain age of his career. Like Rajon Rondo a year ago, that was different. Rondo had mm-hmm. made his money. Rondo was chasing a championship. So I think Dennis Schroeder's priorities were different than a veteran that's been in the league for 10 or 12 years. But I, I didn't – you know, I, I said this right after the season ended. If the Lakers came back with Dennis Schroeder, that was their starting point guard again, I'd be a little disappointed. I, I would hope that they had gone out and made some kind of move, a sign-and-trade like you mentioned, and you know they could go out. Remember at the trade deadline, they had a shot at going to get Kyle Lowry. Sure. They didn't do it because it was going to cost them Kuzma, Taylor, and Tucker, whatever the case is. I don't think this summer anybody is going to stand here and say, no, 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 hold on to this player, hold on to that player. Do what you have to do to go win a championship. If Dennis Schroeder, and I felt like Woj was kind of selling us on Dennis Schroeder, I think Laker fans saw enough where if he's not back with the team and you got a, a point guard that you thought was his comp or had a few more years in, in the league, they'd be happy with it. Maybe this is semantics. I, I don't know. But it just – it. I, I hear the words point guard over and over and over again. Point guard, point guard. The Lakers don't need a point guard. They have one. His name is LeBron James. LeBron James is the point guard of this team. If you watched even five minutes of the season, he's the point guard. He brings the ball up. He initiates the offense. He's the one that delivers most of the passes. He's the point guard. He might not be labeled point guard on a, on a roster sheet, but he is. They need a guy that can shoot. And, yeah, if that guy can occasionally run the offense on the 10 minutes a night that LeBron's not on the court, fine. We, we, we'll use him in that point guard role. But it seems to me the point guard element of all this, Dennis Schroeder in particular, is far less important than the guard po- component of this, namely make shots and be the guy that can, is comfortable just waiting to catch the ball from LeBron. And that doesn't feel like Dennis Schroeder to me. I, uh, I, I'm, I'm curious on these next couple of days because, like you mentioned, Trav, you were mentioning this maybe about a half hour ago, all the different names that were associated to the Lakers. I know you were joking around. That was kind of part of it. But the reality is I think that there is some truth to what's happening here. In a perfect world, a perfect scenario, Lakers would do a sign-and-trade with Dennis Schroeder. What are you laughing at over there? I, I got say? the mountain biking on, and some yeah. guy just did the Sliwa, and he got his wheel stuck in a wrong place. And just as they were going off a jump, his yeah. he went off the jump, but the bike mm-hmm. did not. And he did a full 360 in the air, landed flat on his back, jumped yeah. up, got the bike, and kept going again. These guys are my new favorite athletes. Trev, if – if I was riding a bike and there's just a, you know, the from a curb perspective, there's just a little <laughs> bump in the curb, 50% chance I'm going down. 50% chance I'm going down. This guy had, I don't know how fast he's you going. Ever gone, you, you ever fast. done that? You ever, not what they're doing specifically, but have you ever gone, 
you know, not since I was about 12 years old, but yeah. Yeah, where you the front wheel digs in and you're going the the back is coming over the yeah who hasn't right anybody that's ridden a bike only these guys are doing it in the Olympics at what looks like about thirty miles an hour Unreal. down the side of a damn mountain it's um yeah no thank it's you. amazing cancel the track and field and just do more of this we should cancel basketball because we lost the opener to France not in winemaking or pastries but in basketball we lost to France this this feels like the end of uh, our Olympic run Fournier and Nick Batum uh-huh yeah those out. guys I mean I would take both of those guys over Dame Lillard and Kevin Durant <laughs> sure who wouldn't I think if you were what, doing what do you a draft make, what of do you the make? Olympic players, Batum and Gobert and Fournier come off one, two, three. What do you make of this? Because when they were losing in those exhibition games in Vegas. Nigeria and Australia. I, I mentioned to you, I said, Trev, the only storyline coming out of USA basketball is a loss. There's no storyline on a win. By the way, when they won a couple games after, I think maybe they won one game after that, There, it wasn't a story. It was just, okay, they, they rebounded and that was it. What what do you make of USA basketball losing in the Olympics? What do you make of kind of the coverage of it? What do you make of people's reaction to it? What what do you make? Do you make anything of it or do you literally not care? I'm really close to the last thing that you said. I don't want to say I don't care, but I'm one step short of not caring. I, I put it to you this way. I don't want to say I don't care because I'd rather win than lose. If we're going to send a team, I'd rather our team win than not not win. Mm-hmm. But beyond that, look, I think we've all been in these situations. There's a difference between wanting to go do something and being obligated to go do something. Wanting to go do something, you're enthusiastic, you're all in, you're competitive, you go out there and you're willing to do whatever it takes to win. Obligated means I'm going to go out there and I'm going to try but it isn't super important to me. And that, to me, seems to be the biggest difference. It doesn't seem super important. Not that Kevin Durant and Jason Tatum and Damian Lillard aren't trying. It's, I don't want it to make it sound like they don't sure. care. Yeah. But it's not incredibly important the way that it is to other places. And to me, watching this, I still feel that the NBA is the best league in the world. The NBA is made up of mostly American players. The best players in the league are are mostly American, not exclusively. There are other really good international players, no question about it, but there aren't 10 of them from all of these different countries that should be giving the United States a run the way that they are. And I just don't look at this as, oh, Slovenia, Argentina, France, Spain, Greece, uh, Nigeria. These teams aren't closing the gap on the USA. It's just that we're not invested in it the way that they are, and it shows in these games. We're just not playing well. It's not that we don't have good players. It's that they don't look like they're that interested in being there. So that's that's an interesting one to explain it like that because I think if fans cared more, I think if the country cared more, Maybe there'd be more pressure on, hey, what the hell are you guys doing? you got to show more pride. You're trying to represent the United States of America. This should be an easy gold medal, no questions asked. I don't know how much people care. So right now we're going to get a reaction today of, can you believe USA lost to France? Mm-hmm. Can you believe this happened? How can they lose to France? This is disrespectful. But I, I don't see this overwhelming. And maybe, you know, maybe this has part to do with it. Why are they going to care if – a lot of people within the states don't really care that much. Now, I, I would say this. I w- Michael has said this before, that playing for your country, he thought about Clay when Clay won his uh, mm-hmm. his gold medal, how it was you know one of the greatest things, and here you are representing the country. 
I think other countries feel that way more yeah, because they're not expected to win. I think the United States, I almost kind of look at this like, is it disrespectful that the United States of America does not take, I don't know if I could say, do they not take USA basketball that serious, at least right now? Because there's other years that they have. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't even know if it's a conscious decision like that, right? I, it doesn't feel to me like, eh, this is the Olympics, eh, not that big of a deal. I don't True. think it's that. True, right. It, Popovich more, is there, Duran is there. I mean, right. there are, right. It's, it's more of a subconscious thing, and I know that this isn't nearly as popular as basketball, but... Use the Ryder Cup as another example of the United States against an international field, or at least, at least a European field, right? Of the top 20 players in the world, like 17 of them are Americans. I'm, I'm guessing here, but it might be 14, but it's most. It's way more than half. Of the top 10, it's like eight of the top 10 golfers in the world are Americans, and we get our clocks cleaned in this event. Mm-hmm. It just doesn't mean to us what it means to others, and I think that's what's going on in the Olympics. And Look, the United States, I think they play the Czech Republic and uh, Iran, I think, are their next two opponents. Mm -hmm. They're going to win those games. They're probably going to win the gold medal, and this will be a non-story. But even if they didn't, even if they somehow lost those games, even if they got sent, it doesn't make me all of a sudden reevaluate America. Like, are are we not as good as the Czech Republic in basketball? (laughs) Come on. What are we we talking? We know what's important when we see it, and this isn't. But I don't think it's about reevaluating whether the United States is better than some of these other countries. I think it's more about there's no real excuses for the United States of America not to win. And mm-hmm. I think that, that that's what it, it, it's almost disrespectful that the United States does not come out and represent the country and go get a gold medal because they're so much superior than everybody else. And it's not individual players because I know you might have five individuals, but in basketball it's a team, so everybody's got to work together. But it's it's really tough to see the United States of America and watch them struggle when there's all-stars all over this roster, all over this team. All right, so the best player in the world may be making his debut at the Olympics. We'll tell you who it is next. It's Travis and Slee, 710 ESPN. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. I think this is what they're playing when they're doing the mountain biking competition. It's just blasting through the forest. <laughs> How popular is this? Do you have any idea? Like, is this very funny? No, I'm, I'm being <laughs> honest. Well, it was number three on the Japanese charts two weeks ago. The reason I believe why I'm asking down. because I think what's the what's the uh, what's the band that was doing the McDonald's commercials? BTS. It's BTS. That's so. a, that's a K-pop band. Yeah, they are the most popular band in the world right now. It's what? kind of it. They're a big deal. <laughs> they're the most popular band in but the world. But they're Korean. What are they? They're they're what's the name? So it's BTS. Yep. Like and, uh, Bob, Tom, it's a, and Steve. It's a K-pop. Uh, I actually don't know what it stands for. I should probably Bob, look it Tom, up. and Steve. Bob, okay. Tom, yeah, and Steve. Okay. Yeah. Let's just yep, say it's Bob, Tom, not. and Steve. But yes, they're the most popular band in the world, and they have a meal at McDonald's. I almost feel like. Chris is educating us in the international music world because t- 
to say that that's the most popular band in the world, that's just that's crazy to me. What's crazy is that I'm identifying with the old people on cell phone commercials now, taking pictures of their dogs in the backyard. I feel like this is directed specifically at me, Al. Hey, look, if you're yeah, old you and weird... only use your phone to take pictures, this is the phone for you. <laughs> you have a weird, you know, we're on Zoom together, so just randomly I'll just see you just start laughing, and I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> and you describe, you're like, I can relate to this commercial here. You know, there's some senior citizen taking a picture of his dog. I'm like, yeah, that's how I use my phone. That's exactly how I want to do it. Luca had 48 last night, Sleeve. Uh, Slee. 48 against not a Argentina. Surprise. Yeah, not a surprise. It's not. It's Luca. That's, that's what's so crazy the about playoffs it. It's not. The NBA. Yeah. And Travis and Sleeve brought to you by Progressive Insurance. All guests appear via the Goodyear hotline. That's the, the most surprising part about it is exactly what you said. It's not surprising. And here's my question. We just saw Giannis come off of – a transcendent performance in the NBA Finals. 50 points in the clinching game, made 17 and 19 free throws. Was just He was just 14 rebounds, just a remarkable performance. But here we sit, what's today, the 26th? July 26th, Monday, July 26th at 10.36 in the afternoon. Is Luka Doncic the best basketball player in the world right now? If you were starting a best-of-seven series yeah. and you had the first – I'm not talking five years. I'm not talking a full season. You said best about one of seven season. Series. One season. One, no, one series. Or one series. Not even a yep. season. A series. Mm-hmm. Who are you taking? Because I think that a lot of people would take Luka, myself included. You know, it's funny. I remember bringing this up to Michael when Clippers were playing Dallas in the first round. Mm-hmm. And I was, I was trying to – you know, figure this out. I'm like, tell me another player in the NBA that you could plug in to the Dallas Mavericks and is going to take the Los Angeles Clippers seven games where their second best player is Porzingis or Tim Hardaway Jr. And it's a (laughs) coin flip whether they're going to show up or not against what the Clippers had, right? Just kind of think about what the Clippers had. Okay, Giannis is an amazing basketball player. He's going to play both sides of the ball. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, and if there's ever a case to make for Giannis, it's today. It's, it's right, right now. now. Yeah. And I would not take Giannis before Luka. I wouldn't. <laughs> I personally wouldn't. Okay. LeBron James, um, probably for me is that's the toughest one that I'm going to have the conversation about because between I LeBron still, and Luka, between LeBron and Luka, because I still know LeBron can impact the game, do so many different things. His knowledge of the game, his experience. The reason why. And I know people say, well, what about Kevin Durant? Not not what, a bad choice, by the way. <laughs> what, what KD can do and his ability to do, I'm going to go back to this. If KD was on that Dallas team, is he bringing up the floor? Is he getting? Every, is he dishing out 12 dimes? Is he then putting up 48, probably putting out the 48? I, I, th- I still think, for me, it comes down to Luka or LeBron. <sighs> I think the, the tiebreaker goes to Luka for me simply because of the fun that comes along with it. Mm -hmm. And not that LeBron isn't fun. LeBron is a ton of fun. But LeBron's gifts are – the physical gifts that he's been given are so extraordinary. His size, his speed, that you just look at and say, yeah, he's just going to take anybody and and just tear them apart. And then you add his incredible basketball IQ and everything else. He's he's certainly on the list. But Luka looks like he's just almost goofing around out there, and he's just – Gutting guys. And and I guess the reason it's not Luka if it, is because of the defensive end. Giannis is a better defender. LeBron, eh, maybe not at this point, is a much better defender, but probably a little better. But we, we can't be too far away from Luka getting a teammate 
and making a run in these playoffs because he, he we, we get excited about what he does. Fact of the matter yeah. is he's not getting out of he's not getting deep into the playoffs, but it's much more a function of his team being not very good than anything that he's done. I cannot wait to see what comes next for that guy yeah, because funny. this feels like the beginning of it. You know what's funny, Trev? We we're sitting here talking about what the Lakers are gonna do and where this big player is gonna land and this and that. Luca put the Mavs on notice this offseason. They sure went did. out and got a different um, uh, a different coach and then, you know, obviously Jason Kidd, and they went out and, and changed the front office as well. You know, we talk about, like, Bradley Beal and the Warriors and things along those lines. Don't think that the Dallas Mavericks are not going to do they, – they have Luka Doncic, who's 22 mm-hmm. years old, and they could take the Clippers seven games without anybody else. Okay, what if you actually put another good player with him and Porzingis becomes your third best? Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. Watch out for the, the, the world of Luka Doncic is, is fascinating, and we'll see how it all plays out. Let's try a quick phone call here, 877-710-ESPN. Let's go to Lake Balboa and Solomon. Solomon, you're on with Travis and Slee. What's up? Hey, guys, how you doing? Thanks for taking my call. Just mm-hmm. real quick, maybe I'm crazy here, but especially after that performance by the Greek freak, I don't know if Luke is getting you 14 boards. I, I still think Giannis is maybe the better all-around player. Definitely Luca, Luca for, for offense, but I don't see him as that, you know, a, a defensive uh, presence like Giannis. Am I wrong? Well, that's always been Michael's uh, comeback, right, Slee? When we talk play about Luca, it's like you've got to play right. both ends of the court, and right now Luca doesn't. Giannis certainly does. Gian- Giannis, what, what was that list? Finals MVP, world champion, Defensive Player of the Year and 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 um, uh, most valuable player regular season. There's three guys that have done all yeah. that. It's yeah. MJ, Olajuwon, and now Giannis. So clearly, he's got those sort of things covered. But just the fun factor has to be a part of it too, right? And I don't know if anybody beats Luca on the fun factor. He looks like he's amusing himself out there. Yeah, but you know, I'm going to say something, and I and I get when Michael always referenced that, and he's 100 percent right. There are not Lucas in the NBA. There just isn't. No. So the closest thing you have is LeBron James. And when he said, "Can you go out there and get you 14 rebounds?" Yeah, he can actually, and he could also get you 14 assists. And that's that's what makes Luca, you know, so special. What he can't do is go get you three blocks on the other side, like Giannis is going to. Um, I, I appreciate the Giannis stock as high as it's ever been, and it should be the dude just won a championship. But, I don't know, you tell me. Go grab one person in the NBA. Give Luka – go throw him Chris Middleton and Drew Holiday, and I, I think maybe the conversation's different. It's a different conversation for sure. All right, speaking of awkward conversations, mm-hmm. what do you do with Cody Bellinger? Because you can't keep doing this. That's coming up next. It's Travis and Slee, 710 ESPN. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. You're actually pulling triple duty today, Al, because we have our photo shoot at SoFi Stadium coming up here in just a couple of hours. So make sure that uh, you, you're ready to do that and Lakers talk tonight. Three things that you need to do today. And then I'm fr- uh, filling in for Freddie Coleman uh, tonight <laughs> at 9 p.m. This is uh, Bob, Tom, and Steve right here. Yep. One of their biggest hits. 
Isn't it great, guys? Seven-member no. uh, South Korean boy band that began formation in 2010 and debuted in 2013 under Big Hit Entertainment. And uh, BTS stands for Bangtan Boys, and uh, its translation is Bulletproof Boy Scouts. Is uh, yeah, we know is that. their name. Uh, do you know their, what their McDonald's meal is? It's a it's ten piece nugget, medium fries, and a Coke. So whenever you get why that, you're that, in the they, BTS. Ninety percent of the people that go through the line get that. Why? Why did that skimp? Like at least the Travis Scott one had like a wrinkle in it. You had like mm-hmm. uh, it had pickles or onions or something on it that was unexpected. I'm I'm disappointed in their McDonald's meal. I don't care about their music at all, but I do care about what they order at McDonald's. That's that sounds important. like the only thing that you would be passionate about in this conversation. Yeah, no, Bob, Tom, and Steve, not really my lane. It's not my not my deal at all. Segment brought to you by Goodyear, helping you discover the road ahead. Goodyear, more driven. Um, Switzerland's winning mountain biking, Slee. I tried to tell you, I know you're hot on the Swedes and the French, but yeah. it's the uh, the Swiss that are taking taking control. You took so much interest, you actually sent me a video. You sent me a text of a dude yeah. going over his bike. And he uh, got up and kept going. But out of all the shows that we've done so far, uh-huh. I don't think anything's triggered you to say, hey, I got to show you this right now. Because this um, is interesting. This has been by far the most interesting event in your eyes, at least from what I can gauge in the Olympics. I've come up with the best reason for the Olympics so far, and I'm pro-Olympics. I'm, I'm are, you gonna do this, are you going to do this in 10 minutes where you watch 10 more minutes of it and then you start <laughs> telling friends like, I, I don't know. Well, I've just, already sent the video to other friends. Yeah, yeah, I've said it. But to are you going to start like, analyzing it? Are you going to start no. analyzing it where but, you start giving tips and, and critiquing? <laughs> look at this guy. He's not even in his seat right. Look at it. Look at it. Look at it. He doesn't even know what he's doing. Look at the way he squeezes those brakes. Way too early. Way too early. You got to lay yeah. off the brakes there. So I don't know. But what I do like is that there's stuff going on while we're on the air. You know, typically I've watched by by the time we get to what is it right now? Ten forty. Ten forty six. Um. I've seen the same 10 Sports Center highlights 10,000 times. Yeah, this is yeah. all new to me. I, I like this. This is good. When do the Dodgers send Cody Bellinger to the minor leagues? Because that seems to be like the last move. I don't think they're ever going to do it, but benching him isn't really an option. Continuing to play a guy that's batting a buck 30 or 40 or 50 or wherever he happens to be today doesn't seem like a great option. He keeps tinkering with his swing. That's why we're in the first. The, we're in this place to begin with. How much longer can you have a guy that is not just underperforming by his standards, but he is a substandard major league player at this point? It's not that he's having a bad year. He's having a bad year by average major league player standards and a well, well below average player at this point. But you don't do that, right? You, you don't send him to the minors. What are the that, other that, options? That, that you going to keep running right? him out there and let him hit buck 20 for the whole season? I mean, so, you're giving away outs at that point. I, I hear what you're saying, Al. Mm-hmm. That, that there, there is a – and look, what did we just spend last week talking about? Kenley Jansen, Dave Roberts being loyal to his guys, continuing sure. to go to his guys, mm-hmm. and we both like that usually, right? Mm-hmm. They've given him a lot of time. They gave him all last year. Didn't really come around. They've given him all of this year. Really hasn't come around. They went back to his MVP season the last month and, month and change. Not This is not just, hey, he'll find it. We're well over 162 games of performance that are telling you this is the player that he's been. You can have a slump, but this is not a slump. This is from the MVP of the league to a guy that is not major league quality. It's insane. So what do you – you're Dave Roberts. What do you do? I don't know. I, you know, and, and that's why, because I, I agree with you. If you send him to the minor leagues – okay, I, I changed my mind. I do know. Hey, Cody, come on in here. Have a seat. 
Um, it looks to me like your pinky finger is bothering you. Is it bothering you? Yeah, it's bothering you, right? It looks it looks inflamed. As I sit here, I can see under the nail, it yep. looks a little inflamed. Why don't you go down to AAA and work out your injury for a couple of weeks to see if you can find your swing? That's how I would handle it. You can't just flat out demote him. He was the MVP two years ago. But you can send him on a rehab assignment to see if he can refine his swing. Yeah, I, I, I kind of find it. You said something to me. You said it a couple times. You said that, look, he made big plays in last year's World Series run. Mm-hmm. And that was more on what he can do, obviously, in the outfield um, and more what he can do when he gets on base, just a, a threat to steal, whatever the case is. Just he, There are assets to his game. I, I find it – we get so caught in this of what somebody has already accomplished, but it's just hard for me to fathom telling Bellinger – yeah, we're sending you down. No, it's it's super hard. It, it would be an incredibly awkward conversation. Let's go to L.A. Let's talk to Steve. Steve, you're on with uh, Travis and Slee. What's up, Steve? Hey, guys. I got the perfect solution. Uh, you got a package deal. You trade Bellinger, uh, Josiah Gray, and Gratterall to the Twins for Byron Buxton and Jose Barrios. And that way you get a starting pitcher. And uh, Buxton is injury prone. Cody is whatever prone. Uh, maybe a change of maybe a change of scenery, and uh, uh, because uh, we can't keep sending him out there. And I love Byron Buxton, but he's an injury plug. But I mean, that's a bold move. And as far as that move, if they don't do that one, then go get Craig Krimbrell and Chris Bryan in a package deal. Either one of those two deals will work. And that trade for Barrios with uh, throwing in Buxton. And you throw in Gratterall, Josiah Gray, Kiebert Ruiz, yeah. and you make that trade. No, so the, you know what's funny? Until I he threw in Buxton, I, I'm thinking, no, no, why would anybody do that? You're not doing. It's interesting. It's interesting. Now they're going to have to pay Buxton sooner than later. Bellinger's still a little bit away from that, not super far away. You're going to have to find a way to pay him as well. Um, I'm not giving up on Gray. I, I I shouldn't say giving up because he's brand new, but I, I really like this stuff, but. You wonder if something super bold like that is even crossed the Dodgers' mind, Al, where you're talking about, let me trade my star who's struggling for your star who's having a little bit of an injury thing. We'll trade some young – you you get a better young pitcher than you're sending my way. I don't know why Gratterall would have to be a part of that. I'd like to keep him as a Dodger, but it's an interesting idea, isn't it? I, I, I think I, I lean more towards what you said a little bit earlier in the show, that get the guys healthy, get everybody back in the lineup – I'm not as – I guess I'm not as quick to say, okay, that's it. And I, this isn't me defending Bellinger. I know his numbers will speak for themselves. But I'm not as quick to say, all right, you know what, Bellinger's got to go. I, if if you did something like you were referring to earlier about putting him down the minor leagues, I think that's a that's more of a, a mental thing, yeah. what that would do to Cody Bellinger. I wouldn't be surprised if Dave Roberts just waits this thing out and hopes that Cody turns it around. You just can't wait too much longer, though. It's been a long time. And, and I agree with you. The mental aspect of sending him down is dangerous. But here's the weirdest thing about baseball. This is what makes baseball both awesome and so frustrating as a player. Mm-hmm. He's one or two good swings away from like, mm. oh, right. Of, 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 of course that's what it is. Mm-hmm. That's what it feels like. That's what I've been looking for. And then you take him out of the minor leagues, put him back in the big leagues. I don't care who's on the mound. Max Scherzer, you know, take your pick of the best pitchers in the league, Jacob DeGrom, and he's going to feel pretty comfortable. 
But the longer you go swinging and missing and batting a buck thirty, the more convinced you are than ever. I'm never going to get a hit again. Hmm. It's the it is the biggest mental you know what that you're ever going to run into. And right now he is at the absolute bottom of that pit. I don't know what you do with him. Coming up next, it is the dump. It's Travis and Slee, seven ten ESPN. All right, Slee, let's start with this. This is yeah. wild. I'm sure a lot of people have seen it, but maybe people that have not. I'm new to this myself. That robot shooting baskets at the Olympics, it is a yeah. basketball-playing robot that has this perfect form and can't miss. It's a uh, little bit alarming, a little bit too good at this. Uh, the end is near, Slee, before the robots take over. Well, this is why I don't understand. Here you are, you get a chance to have a robot take jumpers. First of all, <laughs> why does it take you so long to shoot the shot? Get the jumper going, okay? <laughs> Nobody's going to actually pass you the ball, and then you're going to take nine seconds to get into your form. So whoever created the robot, whoever did that whole thing, very similar to Bezos, thinking that he can go up <laughs> into fake space or whatever he did there. Get the shot off. Shoot your jumper. He does have range. He, he he made a shot from half court that looked like he was doing a layup. He just kind of flicked his robot wrist. You had, you had 14 seconds to tip the ball out of his hand. Well, you set a couple of screens around him. You build a wall. You set it very gently into his hand, and you let him launch uh, half-court shots. Why not? I'm just he, saying, he if, this is, if this is our future, if this is the product of the future, we got a lot of work to do. <laughs> All right, Texas and Oklahoma are More not going to renew. With a microwave heating up my food in a minute and a half. <laughs> Texas and OU are not renewing their contracts with the Big 12, set to renewal in 2025. So what this means, as far as I can tell, I've read it 35 yeah. times, and I, I don't know. But as far as I can tell is Texas and OU will join the SEC next season yep. probably. Mm-hmm. But here's my here, here's what I think is interesting. Because there is some time, because this is going to set off a chain reaction in the Big Ten and the ACC and the Pac-12, who knows what college football looks like a year from now. Just because OU and Texas say they're leaving the Big 12 doesn't mean that everything else stays the same. This is the beginning of complete and total chaos. It can't stay the same. Um, you know, you're going to have – basically you're going to have the haves and the have-nots, and the conferences are only going to get stronger, more powerful. Um, the amount of money – it's, it's different. Trev, just think about this. The strongest schools, two of the strongest schools in the country are joining the strongest conference. Right. So that means, okay, one conference is pretty much uh, it, it's irrelevant. What is the Pac-12 to? And I think that's what's going to be the most interesting. What happens to USC? What happens to the Oregons, the UCLA's yeah. over time? Well, that's the really interesting part. I agree with you because, look, USC, when, when the music stops, USC is going to be fine. When the music stops, Oregon is going to be fine. Washington will be fine. You know, there may be one or two. But if you're Oregon State, if you're Arizona, if you're Utah or Colorado or Washington State, are you going to be in a Mountain West? I was going to say, you're you're like a Mountain West kind of deal now. Because if if the ones that matter leave, and they're going to, why? if if I'm Oregon, why do I want to play Oregon State and Washington State if I can go play Georgia and Ohio State? Why why would I want to stay and do this? The the Pac-12 as we know it, it's going to disappear or it's going to be the Pac-12 and you're going to have San Diego State and USD join it because USC and Oregon have left. It's just not the same thing. Uh, the money that's going to be thrown around, the TV right deals that will be thrown around when you add a Texas and Oklahoma to the SEC, it, it, people, teams are going to go, schools are going to go where the money is and uh, – that's interesting how to see how the Pac-12 settles. ESPN Radio is presented by Progressive Insurance. Drivers who save with Progressive save over $700 on average. Did you see the Tom Brady video throwing balls into the ball machines, Lee? I don't care whether that was real or it was fake. 
Tom Brady's the freaking man. Just the man. Yeah, that's, the, that's the original robot that can throw things, right? Just pumping them right back into the machine where they came from. I, I, I believe it. I think it's real. I don't care what anybody tells me. Where do they find the pods, Lee? All right, ESPN app or on iTunes. Just search Travis and Sliwa. Catch every show we do Monday through Friday. All right, we'll tell you all about our adventures at SoFi today. Tomorrow we'll be here at 8.55 for the Tuesday edition of Travis and Slee.